Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, we're getting back on the horse here, man. I'm feeling much, much more positive today than I was on Sunday when I was uh, crying into my beer over uh, some pretty horrific uh, plays in week two. Um, But guess what? It's a whole new week. We got a whole new slate of games. We got edges to be capitalized on all week three long. Um, and actually, we probably got some winners to pat ourselves in the back on for already. Goddamn uh, right. <laughs> there is uh, there were some season long props that uh, are looking pretty, pretty, pretty solid. I have to say, um, one that almost certainly is going to go through, and that was uh, your Drew Brees. I mean, you know, you hate to celebrate something that's uh, not good. Um, but I would be very, no, I very don't. surprised. I'd love to celebrate that. Yeah, okay. Well, I'd be very surprised if Drew Brees makes his yardage over 50. Was it 50? 4,100, right? 4,100. I would be very surprised if Drew Brees. 4,199. If he, if, he, if he throws 4,200 yards this year, that would be the upset of the century. Uh, having missed, it looks like he's going to miss at least six weeks. Um, ligament surgery, you know, thumb surgery, though, could be even more. And, uh, you know, really the Saints. The Saints' uh, future and, and how the NFC South shakes out is going to be extremely difficult to handicap. I really have no clue. Um, before we get into these games, do you have just a general sense of you know where the wind is blowing in the NFC South? Are you surprised that the Saints are still uh, hanging out there as uh, as chalk? They're being a little squirrely about announcing what they're going to do at the quarterback position, which is maybe making some people tentative, but... I've seen dumber bets than placing money on Tampa Bay to win the division right now. Yeah. It's, it's just like they don't have a great shot, but the number's too damn big. It's a little silly yeah. at, at some shops. I've seen, I've seen some decent, decent size numbers on that. And yeah, talk about, I mean, there's been a lot of quarterbacks as far as getting shook up throughout the league, but one division losing two right out of the bat like this. And I guess the Cam News is they're him and hawing, but I think it might be an upgrade to get him out of there right now, the way his arm looks. So for sure, yeah, it's uh, definitely interesting yeah. with uh, yeah. with what's going on there. Yeah, no, long term Cam out is a downgrade on and, Carolina, but this week it might be an upgrade. We'll have to, we'll get to that one in a second. But yeah, it's a uh, Bucks to win the South does seem a little weird that it's uh, still so favorable. Um, Todd Bowles coordinating a hell of a defense. We didn't expect to see this out of the Bucks defense at all. Uh, if they would just fire uh, Byron Leftwich to into the sun, then we would uh, we would see a frisky Buccaneers team. I think. Uh, they just need to figure. They just need to get uh, get their heads out of their ass on offense, and uh, and they're going to oh, be. Uh, oh, budget's been slashed. Oh, well, that's not good. Also, Bucks are going to schedule hell here in a little bit, so we'll see if they can uh, if they can survive yeah, they this. Uh, this stretch is going to be nasty. But, you know, they're not going to have it after what after this week. They don't have another home game until like November or something dumb. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's going to be bad. But that's how about it. how about the other one? Home field advantage still matter. Home. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Um, Patty Mahomes, what was his uh, – oh, yeah, his touchdown's over. Oh, my gosh. It's a little 30, too early. 36 and It's a little half. too early to count no, I mean, you never know. I mean, I mean, honestly, though. Yeah, he could, he could get hurt. After what we've seen from him in terms of toward pace of touchdown passes, what's the over-under on when that cash is? Like week 10, probably? Yeah. 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 How about uh, yeah, and how about Baker Mayfield that's like interceptions? A, ten, ten games. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a week 10 also. Is that <laughs> over 14 and a half? Yeah. Like that's yeah. going to get there. He is – yeah, well, I mean, let, let's not spoil it. We're going to talk a little bit about him as well. There's been some some weirdness with uh, his decision-making. Yes, I for think sure, that for one gets sure. There. Yeah, a lot of our, our season-long quarterback props are looking pretty good, which is nice. It's nice to be right about something because we've been wrong about plenty. <laughs> we won't remind yes. anyone of that. Yes, yeah. But yeah. any of those yeah. hot takes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I bet on the Dolphins this year, so there's that. Um, but, I mean, overall, though, I would say that our perspective coming into the season from a team level uh, is shaping up well. Um, so that's good. But uh, it's not translating at all to game-by-game winners for me, at least. Um, you're kind of treading water, right? You're about 500? Yeah. I didn't my round robin teaser went to shit, but uh I've been hitting some totals, those went well. I've got some nice CLV. No, those are very small bets. I've got some nice CLV this week on a couple bets. Um my Vikings Packer teaser, those numbers are starting to spike up. That one's gonna be nice as far as getting those down at like eight, eight and a half. Both of those are gonna seem to move up towards ten. We'll get to all that, but uh, yeah, I don't have a ton of bets yet this week. I'm still kind of shaking things up. I might get into the prop market. There's been some props that I I want to see what the numbers are because a lot of the shit isn't out yet. But I'm uh, I'll be interested in a few, and I'll mention it when we get to those games. Dude, so, I love that. Call. Start with Thursday. I would love. I would love. I would love to kind of before we get into Thursday. I, w- I would love to kind of cover some low hanging fruit here to kind of make up you know, some of the damage that's been done. Obviously, the second half scope plays have been spectacular, but then they've helped. But I, if, we could, uh, if we could scoop a little prop, if we could scoop a little easy prop plays on top of that, I would, that would be nice because I could use the help. Um, weirdly, I'm kidding. I'm beating the market in 65% of my plays, and I'm hitting 35%, which is not good. Um, you have a theory what's going on with the market real quick before we get into these games? Like we're still thinking this is an efficient predictive market. It's just early random noise, too small of a sample size to make any conclusions. What you have any theories or thoughts? Yeah. What you, what you just said, it's yeah. been two weeks. <laughs> like chill. Everyone just chill. Calm your tits. It's one of those things where, um, I just, I remember there was a really big argument. And oh, I, got in, I hate getting in arguments on Twitter because no one wins. It's the fucking internet. No, but it was over a bat. It was I usually <laughs> win. It, it was a basket that should not have been counted in, in a college basketball game. It was clearly Nova? after the buzzer. It was I think so. It had no bearing on the end of the game. That the one the team who was ahead before the basket was still ahead, but it affected the spread. It affected the spread, and people freaked out. And it's one of those things where I tried to tell them, like, what if this had happened in the middle of the game, like 10 minutes left in the first half? Nobody's freaking out, but it was the last shot of the game. So you're going to freak out because you're seeing it, because of the timing, where it fits into the into the, the span of the game. And it's, it's kind of like that as far as these are the – first two weeks of the season if we had these two weeks in the middle of the season where the markets moving weren't predictive for two weeks i don't know if we'd be making such a fuss but this is all we have of the 2019 season so right now we're thinking oh my god what's going on market moves aren't predictive we're getting clv and getting crushed like it just doesn't it feel like it's it's kind of like that it's 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 where it is in the season it's the beginning it's all we have i think it'll hash out we got two of them 
156 games. So there's, you know, 224 left. Yeah, got plenty about, of time to make this I'm, all average out. I'm about an eighth of the way through my plays though, because I'm not going to play week 17. So it does feel it does feel like pressure a little bit. You know, one yes, eighth of the way are. through. Wait, I'm, I'm not 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 in the same not to the same magnitude that I'm swinging away on the other rest of the rest of the weeks. Um, okay, so let's let's get into this then. Third, another a good game to pass on as far as I see it from every step of the way is Thursday night's game. Tennessee heads to Jacksonville. Two offenses that you can have 0.0 confidence will move the ball efficiently. Um, total set as low. I've seen, I'm seeing one of the lowest totals uh, across the young season at 39 and a half right now. That and you know some of that may be weather influence. Some of that is kind of the, sh- the trend that uh, we're seeing of these Thursday night games just being ugly and, and sloppy and poor offense. Um, a lot of people lining up to bet this under. Uh, I kind of had a whiff of an over on this one, but I steered clear of it once we got a feel for the weather and the wind and kind of, you know, cooled our jets a little bit on Gardner Minshew and his capabilities against a, a, a you know, a relatively good defense in Tennessee. It's, it's going to be tough for him. Um, hate the approaches of both of these offensive coordinators. Hate the uh, reliance on the uh, running game. Um, do you have, I, I guess, do you have any sense that the Jaguars could pull off an upset here? Are you getting involved in this game at all? Or should we just kind of hold our noses, watch the first half, and then attack this at halftime? Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about this. I would probably be considering Jacksonville Moneyline if this were a Sunday game. I Like you said, I don't like either offensive approach, but I think I like Tennessee's less. And... I would lean Jacksonville, like I said. Great defenses. The total's probably where it should be. These defenses have both been showing up. Obviously, you had week one with uh, Kansas City. and I mean, just what are you going to do? You can't count that, right. City. Yeah. But the defenses look decent. Yeah, you, you can't count it. The, the defenses have looked good. They looked good last week. <sighs> Jacksonville on a short week with a young, inexper- inexperienced quarterback, it's not, what I can, it's not something I want to do. Like I said, if this was Sunday, he had a full week. It's almost like the rookie head coach thing. Rookie quarterback, it makes me a little more sketched out about betting it. Yeah, you can get a plus number. If if you believe in Minshew in this offense, which still, they just don't have the receivers. They don't have the game plan, but it's not like I'm high on Tennessee. So this is a hard pass for me. Uh, Well, second half play. I hate hate what I've seen out of uh, Mariota, to be honest with you. No, two weeks now he has looked. Oh horrific. yeah, for sure. He's looked horrific. He some of the clips that we've kind of caught caught wind with the all twenty two from Tennessee. He missed some absolute no doubters that could have put that game away against uh, against the um, against the Colts last week. Obviously, I was on Tennessee in that spot, and I kicking myself in the ass for for backing quarterback in Mariota, who I have no confidence in. Period. Uh, and sure enough, that was the dif- differentiating factor in that game. Um, yeah, I think uh, I w- you know I'm I'm going to look out for you know potential you know I-, I guess best case scenario in this game as far as I can tell you is that it's really low scoring first half and then we get a nice super duper duper depressed uh, second half total to swing a little bit on the over uh, or uh, or perhaps Tennessee's up like maybe Tennessee's up ten three or something uh, at halftime and we can come back and get it you know, an even better number on Jacksonville because I think Jacksonville does keep this game competitive. Um, yeah. Thank you, NFL, for putting the if you, week yeah. three primetime game. Thank you for <laughs> giving rush. us this piece of shit. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Um, if you, rush. 
think you're not getting a weather report at halftime. You're dead wrong. We're going to be looking at the hour by hour in Duval County. There might be a second half over if the winds calm down. I don't I know. That look. It's yeah. still a little early to be looking at the weather. Yeah, we, we might have to take a peek at that. So, oh, Sunday. Yeah, Starting go, go, go. With elite versus elite. Elite versus elite Flacco Rogers grudge match <laughs> in Lambeau. Two, two Super Bowl this winning quarterbacks. One, I feel like I, I, I need to apologize. Two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Wow. I do need to apologize. I didn't post it. I put it in my spreadsheet and didn't tweet about it. I did te- I tease Green Bay and Minnesota. Like they're both eight, eight and a half pretty much everywhere. I teased them both under the other side of three. It's a good teaser. There's still some eight and a halfs out there on both if you hunt around. But they they are moving right now. People are people are coming in on Green Bay. People are coming in on Minnesota. I don't know what to think about Green Bay. We talked about this a little. Was it just scripted plays? Is that what happened there at the beginning of the game? Because that offense looked like it looked like you know one of the great like the greatest show on turf. They were moving it. In all aspects, they were running, they were throwing, everything was working. They moved down the field so quickly, scored a touchdown on three consecutive drives, did nothing the rest of the game. I'd like to give it all to the Minnesota defense adjustments, but I I don't think you can completely contribute it to that or attribute it to that. And then Denver, Denver looks, Denver looks like a kind of a lost team at times here. I don't think, I don't think they got a sack out of their edge rushers again. Two two weeks zero zero sacks. Yeah, yeah zero sacks now. Um, the the injury there, he played through it. What's it, Bakhtiari? We'll see how that goes. Maybe they do get a sack this week, but I mean, I don't know about laying all those points. That's why I was more than happy to lay a teaser here. I mean, what do you think about Denver traveling here? Do they have any shot to stay inside this number? I I honestly like uh, Flacco's. Like, if you go through the advanced stats a little bit, like, he's not bottom five in terms of performance through this season, but they aren't scoring points. Um, He's not doing well in the red zone. They are, you know, he's taking sacks at super inopportune times. And if you kind of think back through his career post his Super Bowl and post that big old contract he got in, in Baltimore, like, that's, I think that's his, that's the knock on him. Right, like he will hold the ball too long, and he will take an inopportune sack, and he will take points off the board that way. He did it against uh, he did it against the Raiders. He did it at home against the Bears. Uh, they lost both of those games, obviously. And I am not especially looking for a feisty, high-scoring kind of output here from the from the Broncos because you know they they have young, inexperienced wide receivers outside of Emmanuel Sanders. Those guys are dropping balls all the time. They don't have any rhythm with Flacco. Uh, and uh, the Packers' defense is legit. I don't really use defense very highly weighted at all in my projections, but you can't ignore the fact that these Packers are playing amazing defense. Um, and on the other side of the ball, yeah, I completely agree with you. We do finally see some sacks from Chubb and, and Vaughn Miller here, not just because of the offensive line injuries for Green Bay, but Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers is doing the same damn thing. He is holding onto the ball for far too long. He is, you know, same, same old, same old. He is very, very in unwilling to take a chance to throw a ball into tight coverage to risk throwing an interception uh, outside of Devontae Adams. He has no chemistry with his guys. 
And, um, you know, you're, you're most of the emphasis that you're getting out of, you know, when you read the quote, co- co- you know, coaching quotes and, you know, you listen to LaFleur, like they are not really re- understanding or, or coming to you know, rationalizing what's going on with their offensive performance and why Aaron Rodgers has been so underwhelming through two wins. Uh, in fact, you know, most of his comments it were like, oh, we're going to do a little bit more balanced job between getting our two running backs carries. Like, okay, yeah, you're not going to run successfully against this Broncos front seven. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, that's not going to work. You're, and, and so, you know, all of this kind of mixed together really just, you know, sc- you know under was just screaming at me. And, and so uh, I'm looking at two kind of lost offenses, and I, I, uh, I sold down to 41 and a half here. Um, my number is plus one Oh two. Uh, I did that yesterday and, uh, this thing is taking money to the over. Can you explain that at all? <sighs> I don't know. No, I can't. I don't know. Like the, just Aaron Rodgers' name. Maybe people turn that Vikings game off after the first quarter. Like, Oh man, Rodgers is back. Like, uh, Denver's deep. Defense still decent. Again, it's maybe tough to judge because two 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 weeks in a row now the Bears and we'll get to them. Like it's hard to be like, you know, is this defense really good or is just Mitch Trubisky really bad still? Like what's going on? And honestly, God, Denver probably should have won that game. I agree with a lot of things you said about the receivers. You get some drops. That offense is not great. Uh, Green Bay outside of those first drives, that offense looked pretty shitty. But again, was it the Minnesota off or the Minnesota defense that made some adjustments? I guess people are bought into maybe Green Bay playing well at home here, staying home an extra week. I mean, what, what's what's the score line for that? If we're if we're going to say it's forty two and eight, so you're twenty one plus like twenty five seventeen. Does that get you there? You think the yeah. Packers the, the Packers need to score four or five times? Like I I I, I, le- I lean with you. Don't always believe in the and maybe maybe this is a good thing because the way the line moves is not how the game goes so far this <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, right. You should be yeah. more than happy that the line is moving away from you. So no, I would agree. I, it's I'm probably not, an underlook. No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. I I think trust your trust your process. Trust your handicap. The market's not always going to move the, the right way. I mean, and it, has, it has to start moving the right way more often than not to get back to the mean here. But uh, I, I definitely agree with you. I'm staying away from this one outside of the teaser. I think, uh, I think I'm just – I'm not even that high on Green Bay as an offense. I'm just that down on Denver as, a, as an offense and against this Green Bay defense. I think Green Bay scores 21 and they'll cover a teaser line. I'm not super excited about Flacco going into Lambeau and scoring more than 13, 14 points. I might even look at a Denver team total under. So that's where I'm at on that one. Got it. Okay. I'm capping that one 24-16. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't – I mean, I'm getting a eight-point win for the Packers, but I'm not 100% sure how they cover eight. <laughs> so maybe there's value on the Broncos, but – um, I'm not getting involved backing Joe Flacco on the road at this point in my life. Sorry. Um, Lions, a game where the market has moved with us. Let's be, let's, 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 uh, let's shine a little, uh, light here. We got in early on some Lions action, recognizing that the Philly injuries were serious and that as that news trickled out, it would, uh, tend to put a little pressure on this line and move it in the direction of Detroit. Um, but yeah, coming off of a very, um, 
you know, I think it was not a box score win, but it was a, uh, you know, it was, a, it was an effort win at home against the, um, against the chargers, uh, 13, 10 last week. Um, the lions head to Philadelphia, um, where they match up fairly well against the beaten and battered Philadelphia team that, uh, has had so many injuries that we are expecting what third, fourth, fifth string wide receivers out there with the starting unit. And um, no defensive tackles left on the squad, and the defensive backfield is already is playing quite poorly through this portion of the season, and they have no help coming anytime soon for that that crew, um, unless they make a you know the last second trade here for Jalen Ramsey, but I don't think that affects this week. Um, yeah, this uh, this Eagles team uh, so beaten up they couldn't even uh, they couldn't even get. A practice in today what is usually the most important practice of the week they did a walkthrough instead um and so a game that opened up philadelphia minus seven and a half has been bet down to philadelphia minus six and a half i think we both got on the train at at uh, detroit plus seven uh at a flat mm-hmm. minus 110 um i also feel like we've kind of missed an even better look maybe on the under here. Um, this has, yeah. this doesn't have any of the makings of a shootout. Um, can you kind of craft a narrative here where both teams are kind of playing a little bit of ball control field position, trying to, you know, win it out, win it, win it on the ground or, or do you think Detroit uh, live dog here can, can win it through the air? Oh, I think they're a live dog for sure. Especially, I mean, just this was this was such a bet, just based on the early injury news, and a lot of that, you know, that can go one of two ways when you're speculating, because this is what we do when we're betting early. You're doing some speculating, and I mean, just the the people that didn't play today, Wednesday, or didn't practice, Jeffrey Jackson, Godare, Clements, Jernigan. I mean, a bunch of guys were limited. I loved it on the on the on the the injury report. Sudfeld was a full go though. <laughs> so that's huge. They've got that going for them. Like Cox is limited. Kenny Barnett. Cash. I mean, there were Kenny so many people that are that are digging. Yeah, he needs to play DN if, if <laughs> they want to. It feels like and I don't want to say like a team ever punts, but sometimes in a case like this where it's like, all right, like if we have a few of these guys that maybe can go, do we even do that or do we just let everybody take the week off, get healthy. We try to sneak one out. A touchdown was too much. I don't think Detroit deserved to win last week. They, In fact, they did not deserve to win. You look at the yards per play. You look at just the box score. You look at the drives that uh, the Chargers got nothing out of. Like Detroit probably should have lost by a touchdown. But they got the win, which I was kind of pissed about when I started to look at this. I'm like, God, I wonder if they got just smoked by like 10 wonder what we could have got for a line here, but I'm still happy with the touchdown. It's moved. It's ticked down to six at some places as the injury news has fully come to fruition. And even Wentz is a little dinged up too. So I'm more than happy with the number we got. I think Detroit is definitely a live dog. It's, it's tough. It's a tough road environment. And I don't know how much I really believe in the coaching staff there, but the defense has graded now, well, they're like middle of the pack in a lot of the a lot of the numbers, and I think if you take out some of the garbage time bullshit that they had down in Arizona, there, they'd probably grade out even better. So I haven't I haven't been like overly impressed with Detroit. I'm not excited about them doing much this year, but seven was too much. That was just an easy number grab. 
Yep, agree with all those points. I would only add that, uh, yeah, Detroit's defense is opportunistic. They held uh, the Chargers to 10 points oh, last yeah. week. Um, they forced some key fumbles. They got some key picks. Uh, and I would expect that that unit is probably playing with some confidence. And honestly, uh, you know, the, the Detroit passing attack here, although Stafford has not fared well against kind of the top tier competition, you know, top tier, um, you know, competition that we've seen from him in his career. He's one of those guys that usually like, you know, he, 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 he kind of shrinks a little bit once they go up against the best and the best. Um, but, but, you know, this Eagles team right now in this moment does not look like the best of the best. They have a lot of limitations. They have a lot of, uh, a lot of growing, a lot of healing and a, and a lot of kind of coming together to do before. I think we can really say that that's the team that we expected to see this year. Um, and, you know, I think uh, Detroit could steal this one. Very, very much could steal this one. Let's move on. Let's talk about the game of the week. Oh, Lordy, game of the week. Couldn't be more excited. I will be watching. Actually, I, I said in the Sunday pod, I'm going to watch this over the Vikings game, which is a complete and total lie. I forgot I'm going to the Vikings game. So I'll probably watch the Vikings <laughs> oh, game. Oh, no. Because I'll be there. I had, oh, no. I had completely forgotten I had tickets, and I have oh, to go. No. So I'll be watching this one. I'll probably, I'll probably be watching this on my phone, which, uh, I mean, if not that, maybe just Red Zone. They should have red zone in every stadium all the time. That'd be the best. I bet this over early. I was so happy watching this tick up. It got as high as 55 and a half in some shops, and that got slammed. The under got slammed when it got hit, when it got up that high. So back at like 53 at a lot of places. Um, I don't know who. I I guess I get the buyback. I don't don't, uh, disagree with buying back at a high number like that, but. Boy, it really got hit today. So maybe feeling a little bit sketch about that uh, the overlook I took. But number one, I thought it'd get bet up. And number two, I Kansas City's defense kind of stinks out loud. Like <laughs> I don't know if Oakland was a good indicator of that. <laughs> like Baltimore, some of the quotes out of Baltimore where they said we haven't even shown some of our offense yet. Lamar Jackson's accuracy seems to have suddenly figured itself out. He's still a dangerous runner. We saw what Mahomes can do. I think Mahomes could have laid fifty points on him last week. It was just one of those cases where the game wasn't competitive once he got those four touchdowns. Like maybe if Oakland would have been able to punch one in, Kansas City would have ramped it back up. I don't know how you feel about that. Do, do you think Oakland's defense stepped up, or do you think Kansas City took the foot off the gas pedal? Uh, well, there was some injury. I mean, there were some um, there were some refereeing shenanigans too. They took a couple of uh, touchdowns off. The oh, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, uh, they were refereeing in favor of Oakland to try to get them back into that game, and. Um, and they didn't <laughs> because they kept throwing picks in the end zone and shit. Um, but yeah, no, I thought uh, I thought that the offensive performance we saw from Kansas City last week was commensurate of like a forty-two point game, not a twenty-eight. Yeah, they, yeah. there was a six, t- six touchdown performance there. Um, and yeah, I think um, clearly the most, if not one of the, I, I think the top three most dynamic offenses in the NFL right now are all in the AFC. And obviously there is a lot to be said about um, strength of opponent in terms of evaluating this. Um, But I think the Patriots, the Chiefs, and the Ravens in some order 
represent your three most dynamic offensive threats across the NFL right now. Um, the fact that they're playing each other uh, and that that total was opened at 51 made for a great bet on the over. Um, and actually, once it got up to 55 and a half, I kind of was like, maybe there is a game script here where the Ravens compete and this goes under. I think this is a correlated look in terms of Ravens covering the spread and this game staying under. And I guess hear me out a little bit and think back to kind of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember this game last year, right? Kansas City, Baltimore. Oh, yeah. It was a really, really good game. Really good. Late Game late of the year season. last year. My... It was up there. Kansas City. Oh, the Chargers Rams. game. The Chargers City game Rams was great was too. Pretty good. Chargers, KCU was pretty good. There was a couple of games that were pretty excellent last year. Um, hell of a lot more than we've had so far this year. Um, the uh, but the Ravens Chiefs game that was like my, my I absolutely hammered that under. I had the kidney on that under fifty five ish, I think, or fifty four maybe. Uh, that got bet all the way down to fifty one, and my angle was literally like. Baltimore is going to play Keyboy. They are going to run the ball. They're going to eat the clock and they're going to, you know, they're going to literally like their defense is good enough to put pressure on Mahomes. And and this is an easy, obvious over uh, under look. Uh, And of course it goes 24, 24 into overtime. And I'm sitting here with like a 54 (laughs) and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like if one of these two teams scores a touchdown, I get a push. Like this is crap. Uh, Kansas city scored a field goal. Uh, with a huge, huge stop. I mean, they were they were driving with ease, and it looked like they were going to score a touchdown and win by six. I think the game might have been uh, KC minus six, too. So that would have really screwed me big time, and it would have made all the Ravens backers out there. We knew a bunch of them. They would have screwed them. Um, and, um, yeah, Baltimore comes up with a stop, and then uh, KC defense comes up with a stop, and they won 27-24, I want to say. That went under uh, by the hair of their chinny-chin-chins in overtime. Uh, and um, I think you see a lot of the same in terms of approach, right? I think Baltimore still recognizes kind of the way that the Patriots beat this team in Arrowhead in the AFC title game was by keeping Mahomes off the field for the first half of that game. Uh, and I would expect that you see a little bit of that same sort of approach here where you got, you, you've got to. You have got to prevent Mahomes from finding rhythm because the second that he does – you are toast, right? Like, like the Oakland game was a perfect example. One quarter, dude threw four touchdown passes, and none of them were even remotely, you know, contested. Even though, you know, you had single, you know, you had double coverage, you had safety help on a bunch of those. It didn't it didn't matter. His his weapons are so fast. Guys that we had never really even considered or heard of. I don't. I still don't know what Robinson's first name is. You know, those guys were utterly tearing apart the secondary and their offenses as dynamic as they come. So I think this really goes one of two ways. Either you keep Mahomes off the field and then, and thereby contain him by just not giving him the opportunity. Uh, and, you know, to be able to do that, you need to have kind of a physical run oriented approach. You need to be going, you know, three, three down, you know, four yards in, in three downs and, and converting first downs on some of these long drives and, oh, you know, and I think the expectation we had heading into the season that, you know, the Ravens had this kind of dynamic rushing offense in their back pocket to deploy at their will. I honestly, I would expect we see that this week. Um, now, I think still, I think the, the bet you made on the over was a good bet. And, um, you know, I, because I missed out on that, 
at the at the early number and you know, I can't really stomach betting an under on this uh, Chiefs team right now. I'm I'm looking for the Ravens to cover here. Um, this is a little bit of a put our money where our mouth is in terms of being so bullish on the Ravens in preseason. Like I think this is the spot, right? Like this is it. Like we, be- I, I, you know, I believe in this team, you know, to the fullest that they are contenders in the AFC, and um, you know, this is their chance to show us on the road. You know, get you know, show us what you got, top to bottom you know, deploy your weapons uh, and make this a competitive game. If you had to, to lean aside, would you lean Ravens or Chiefs? If it takes to seven, and I think it is, Baltimore, I think they can run with them. I like what you're saying. Like, there's two sides to this, and this is – I'll give you my final thoughts, and this is – there's the side like you just said. What New England did to them, that worked. It worked for a while. It doesn't work the whole game, apparently. Baltimore has a pretty good defense. Baltimore can run the ball. That's not a bad look. But also, do you want to completely just switch gears from what worked? Be like, hey, this is how we're scoring points. Let's completely switch up the offense and run the ball a bunch now. Let's play ball control. Hopefully we can still score because these they're going to score on our ass. You're not going to go into Kansas City and shut them out. Like, ah, oh, we kept the ball away and we won 10 nothing. That shit don't happen. They still have to <laughs> use the offense that's been working. So sure. I, I think it's like I, I get what you're saying. It, it makes sense. But can you just – can you get completely away from what's been working and just, you know, turn into a run-first offense, get away from what you did against Miami, get away from some of the things that worked last week? So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. If they do run, I don't love my over as much, but I still think there'll be plenty of points to go around. And there might be some alt totals. Mm, yeah. I mean, honestly, like if you're Jim Harbaugh, if you're, you're, sorry, if you're John Harbaugh and you're sitting in the planning room, like you, you're literally like either how do I prevent this team from scoring 40 or how do I get my team to 40? Right, like those are the this is the decision making score forty one. Yeah, this is his decision making that he has to kind of go through, and you know, and and it's obviously this isn't like I I mean I I mean is this I guess the way I sit back and look at this I feel like this is an important game. I feel like the winner of this game is in the driver's seat to get a buy, (laughs) right? Because the Patriots are taking are getting a buy. I don't think that's up for discussion or argument or debate. Like they're going 15 and one, 14 and two at the worst. Uh, they're getting a buy. Jeez. This is, this is, this is your second team uh, that has a potential to get a buy. And um, I think this game's going to matter in that, in that conversation. Cause these two teams are both really freaking good. They're both going to win double digit games. And then um, this could be the, the game that matters. So, I don't know. You think uh, if you're if you're the Ravens, you think you try to get to forty one as opposed to how do you keep them to forty? <laughs> Under forty. <laughs> I think you got to find a happy happy medium. Okay. You you do got to maybe a little more ball control, but man, you still got to score. You're not gonna you're not gonna beat them by slowing the game down and not scoring. You know, a long drive with a punt or a field goal. I think that's a death sentence. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. I'm super excited to watch that on the Jumbotron anytime I can. <laughs> okay. Well, last couple of comments and then let's move on. I really want to see 
uh, I really want to see Jimmy Smith out there. He's questionable. I'm nervous about that. I'd like a full complement of cornerbacks out there for my Ravens this week. Uh, I would love to see a throwback game from Earl Thomas. You know, get us a couple picks, a couple game game changing turnovers. Uh, we know what Pat Mahomes is going to try to do. He is not dinking Duncan here. He is going deep on you. Uh, and I would really, really love to see our Earl Thomas be a differentiating factor for the Ravens in the secondary. That would be so cool to see him remind everyone he's in the league still. Um, and, um, and yeah, I think you know, your point is actually pretty well made. I, you know, the the Ravens have been doing it with precision, precision, precision uh, intermediate and deep passing to this point, and it doesn't necessarily make sense to completely go away from that. If you can just go out there and score, I think you do it. Um, and uh, yeah, this should be a freaking great game. I'm fired up for this. Let's move on. And I will be breaking down. A game that I will not be watching <laughs> here, which is... Yeah, I was just going to say. Uh, the sorry-ass Cincinnati Bungles, who came through for me in spades week one and burned a giant pile of money for me last week, um, head to Buffalo to take on the upstart Buffalo Bills, who are pretty clearly in the conversation in the driver's seat for a wild card spot in the AFC because someone has to take the wild card spot. Uh, so why not them? Um, Buffalo Bills have won two games against the Jets and Giants, both in, on the road. This is their home opener. Cincinnati uh, has, was exposed last week for their defense being complete and utter frauds. Uh, that said, Josh Allen still has not shown us that he is really developing as a passer the way that Lamar Jackson has, in my opinion, a lot of his passes against the Giants, I felt like, were pretty lame duck passes. Um, and were only, you know, they were the beneficiaries of just absolutely god-awful coverage and pass defense on the part of the Giants. And that, you know, he has guys, you know, maybe it was good scheming, too, to that you know, to some degree. Um, but, you know, this, this, uh, this Bills offense can score. They can score in the red zone. They got four touchdowns last week. Um, anything in your heart giving you any pause from expecting a, a pretty comfortable Bills win here against the Bungles? Yeah, I'm thinking about taking Buffalo here. Do we want to do overreaction week part two? Buffalo looks good. Granted, uh, the Giants suck. Like The Giants suck worse than we thought they were going to suck. They benched Eli. We'll get to that. But Buffalo, Buffalo looked decent. The defense is stellar. It's going to look even better here at home against another I don't know. We, we were so bought in on the game call, the game plan and how they called that game week one for Cincy. And then we got to week two. Lost. Everything was lost. The defense was lost. Shannon mangled them. I don't know quite what to think about Cincy. I think this is, yeah, I don't have much to say. This is such a stay away game for me. Buffalo or nothing. Picks <clears throat> up even higher. Buffalo teasers. Buffalo under Cincinnati team total unders. What about a Buffalo team total over? Kind of an ugly one to watch. What about a Buffalo team total over? Does that inspire you at all? Twenty-two plus, like a twenty-five. Twenty-five. I don't know if I want to. Their defense could no, just because they might, they might, they might take their foot off the gas pedal if Cincinnati looks like they did last week. Yikes! That's true. No, complete stay away. No bet. No bet. Don't want to watch it. Don't want to think about it. I want to see what – I'm going to pay attention to it, and we're going to look at some of the things after the game and see, is Buffalo for real? 
will we actually know if Buffalo's for real? Will it be a you know kind of a false three and zero against some pretty bad teams? Three and zero still three and zero though. They does put them in a nice position to move towards a five or six seed here. They cannot win the division. I don't think. Did that you? would be hilarious. Can you imagine an upset? No. No. Well, we're gonna we're gonna oh, find out. Week four. I don't even want. I'm done. Did you see? Yeah, I'm done see, with this game. We'll we'll talk yeah. a lot more about Buffalo next week. Absolutely. Uh, but did you see the look ahead for Week Four? Buffalo is. Uh, I think they're hosting the Patriots, yeah. and the Patriots are six and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, does that surprise you? Yeah, and that that'll tick up. People will bet the Patriots. I bet you can get Buffalo at a touchdown next week because the Patriots. Patriots are going to mangle Luke Falk, and people are going to bet into it again. <laughs> if you want Buffalo at home, get the touchdown for sure. So, yeah, done. done. I don't know. You got anything else? I'm not betting that one. No, no, I'm, not, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, gonna, only, I'm going to read, read the box score. Yeah, I'm only, I'm only evaluating it for the sake of understanding what's going on with Patriots Bills Week Four because. Mm-hmm. I think that six and a half will not manifest. I think that will be Patriots nine and a half or ten. Um, the way that these this team is getting, yeah, bet, you're gonna you know? you're gonna get a bigger number than that. Yeah. Well, so. just the the narrative after after New England wins by a few touchdowns, even if Buffalo beats Cincy, it's it's not going to be oh we should be betting Buffalo still. Like, you're going to get a good number on Buffalo. I bet if I bet Buffalo ahead of time. I think you'll definitely be on the other side of the touchdown. Yeah. Um, all right. On to the on to the Lucas Oil Dome. Brissett Ryan. I don't think Indies looked that bad. We said this last week too. They took uh, they took somebody to overtime week one. I don't think they looked bad week two. Atlanta a lot better, but the home the home road splits that's a really big thing, especially with Matty Ryan has to go on the road. It's in a dome again. They're all in a dome for him. But he does have to travel. Indy's defense, not decent. He's not going to be the beneficiary of a shitload of injuries, I guess, besides the luck injury. I haven't really dug into this one. I'm I'm not super excited about betting this one. Atlanta, I guess I'd, I'd still lean Atlanta on the road. I think they, the offense picked up a few things last week. It looked a lot better. It's going to be one of those things where, like, oh, man, the offense is back. Let's bet on Atlanta. They're a buy-on team. This is a short number. And then they go and you see road Matt Ryan again, and they lose by eight. So I kind of crossed this one off early. Do you think the offense is starting to get it? It is. It's a new coordinator. Sometimes it takes a few weeks. Like, what, what do you think about the play calling in the first two weeks? And granted, week one, on the road – against a really, really tough defense. So this is this is not the same defense. This is not the Minnesota defense. This is this should be slightly easier as far as a road game. Yeah, we're not expecting What do you Leonard, think of the right? Atlanta offense? Because I, I think that's what we're – no, Leonard's not going to play. So that's what – I think this game is going to come down. Do you think the Atlanta offense will go on the road and perform? Will they score? They have the weapons to hit Indy where it hurts. You know, they can pass the ball deep. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw him, you know, we saw Matt. I mean, I guess I guess what I would say is the Sunday night game, Atlanta played up. They were really, really, really fired up. Their defensive line and their pass rush came alive. We haven't seen that pass rush from Atlanta in 
weeks, months, years. I mean, it's been a really long time since they looked that lively on pass rush. But they, but there's still something not quite right about Matt Ryan. He's not really clicking, gelling with what they're trying to do with this offense. Um, he made, he made. I think they had, they tried three deep passes. Um, one of them was alligator arm dropped by Ridley. One of them was uh, caught for a touchdown, and the other one, Matt Ryan was a little off on his timing. He was a little, little far, a little deep, a little too deep. Um, and those shots are going to be there against this uh, against this Colts team. Obviously, it's indoors. It's on a fast surface. There should be some points in this one. Um, I just, I, I just have, I have, I have so little respect for this coaching staff in Atlanta from top to bottom here. Uh, Dan Quinn is not the long-term answer there. And it's just, I've had so many, I've had just, just too many times this, this year already in the last couple of years, just betting on a bad coach, you know, on the road or, you know, just betting on a bad coach period. Like they make, they make decisions that leave points on the field that are the differentiating factor in terms of win, lose or cover. And Frank Reich, I feel the exact opposite. I freaking love that guy. I would go to war for that guy. The fact that he's got this team rallied and playing well, they should have won week one against the chargers. They came away with an impressive, you know, impressive win against the, um, the Titans last week. Like they're in this to win. And I am holding out hope against hope that they somehow, you know, pull ahead and and uh, and take this AFC South because that would just, you know, that would be a big that would be a huge relief for me, <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, this is a this is one where I'm kind of split, and I would you know if I didn't kind of believe in the coaching in one team, and I you know and I didn't hate the coaching in the other, I'd probably looking for the Falcons here just because of the matchup. So just you know the the, the intangibles kind of cancel out the matchup advantages here, and so I'm staying away from this one. Yeah, pass for me. And like you said, it's it's interesting. I was looking at some prop markets today. Dan Quinn is ticking up the first coach fired markets. Ought to be. He's, he to he's be. moving his yeah, and, and yeah, like you justifiably so. If he can't make this work with the weapons they have, Julio, Ridley, I mean just the the back, the they have some good pieces on defense. They should look a lot better. Like do do they win that game if half of Philadelphia doesn't end up in the injury tent? Maybe not. They lose that they, game if they Aguilar honestly, catches that They probably that should ball. have lost that game. Aguilar probably catches the ball. Yeah, they, they probably should have lost that game. So, yep, total, this is a hard pass for me. Oh, man, I'm looking at the next one on the board, and I'm scared. Because <laughs> I, I, I did it to him last year. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're for those who are new to this podcast, we are laughing because the last game that Andy attended in person was sort of a similar spirit. Um, he went to the Buffalo Bills at the um, many at the uh, Minnesota Vikings game last year, where Minnesota was sixteen and a half point favorites against the Bills team that looked like dog shit week one, lost forty what forty one three. Uh, to the uh, Ravens week one and then turned around and put up a second stinker week two and then they were like, okay, well, we're throwing Josh Allen into the mix week three against a, you know an all-universe defense in the Vikings. Um, and actually, same sort of situation, right? Vikings were coming off of their tie against the Packers on the road, right? I mean, like this is, a, this is, yeah. literally, this is yeah. literally deja vu all over again. Um, now the Vikings are hosting this. Afterthought. Oh, it's week, it's week three. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yep. I mean, everything is right. It's a team that's not supposed to be good. I'm going up on the party bus. 
I'm, I think it was cursed last year because uh, I'm just kind of sometimes I'm a I don't think very like uh, my buddy's like hey I got you tickets uh, we'll go to the we're going to the Bills game awesome I tell my wife she's like well I did get invited I'm like oh I didn't even think of that <laughs> I, you did, I didn't know you <laughs> like so I ditched the wife last year and I felt terrible so this year. I got Mrs. Andy MSFW a ticket to come with, which just turned into her having to find babysitter for the kids. But so I think that's what <laughs> I screwed up last year. I was a terrible Good husband. Work by you. Bringing her with this year. Karma's her cousins right. playing a bad team. Yeah. Cousins can't beat good teams. Cousins does beat bad teams. This team, <laughs> it was a little, we got a little squirrely there at the beginning last week. We're, oh, up 10 nothing. Let's, let's go. And I couldn't hammer live lines fast enough, nor did I ever bet live bets enough. Like I should have put, I should have put the house, the kidney, the kids, the boat, everything on there. Didn't happen, but yeah, it was down to like minus one thirty for KC just on the money line. With so much time left, some sometimes you can find some really cute overreactions in live lines, especially in totals. Um, that was a nice little hit. It helped make up for some of the other shit over the weekend. That was a beautiful second quarter, like we talked about earlier. Who knows how that game goes if Oakland actually gets back into it a little offensively? They could have got a lot more scored on them. I think. Uh, I think the big thing, and I've heard this a lot, is the Oakland's rush defense. Pretty decent. Minnesota seems to want to run the ball a lot this year, so that could be the difference. If the Vikings decide they get away from the run a little and throw the ball, they have two really, really good receivers. They have a decent tight end. The backs mm-hmm. don't catch the ball too bad. They need to throw the ball here. They throw the ball. They probably cover. I got them in a teaser with Green Bay. Two home teams playing two, yeah, two NFC North teams playing two AFC West teams. That they're over a touchdown favorite. Tease down. I'll know my fate early because they're both noon games. I think low they a teaser. That's yep. where I'm at. It's low, low totals. totals. They're both yep. right around forty-three. They're both at home. I think. I think that's the look. I love that. Minnesota's taking money today again too. They're gonna probably take up to ten, which it wouldn't surprise me if they don't cover that. I'm, Sure, they can get backdoor, but the defense did look great at times in the second half against a very good quarterback. We'll see if they can do that against Derek Carr, who honestly, I'm, I don't want to shit on Derek Carr as much as I should. Like he he's looked okay at times this year. I'll I do it. He's then. Just I'll, I'll do it happily. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not. Um, I'm not putting him in the Pro Bowl, but he's looked better than he. He's not crying. That helps. No. Okay. Okay. So, so week one, the week one late night Monday night football game is always weird. It's always wonky. There's always things that we can't understand come week four, and it's going to be the the. It's going to be the for me at least. It's going to be how did I talk myself into the Raiders might be frisky um, because they're not, they're not good at all. The matchups you pointed out, the two key matchups in this game are Diggs and Thielen against a woefully inept uh, coverage unit. They should, they, they should, they are going to be wide open and they, they are going to have um, all of the space in the world. If Kirk cousins cannot hit those guys, then Kirk cousins needs to be put out to pasture. Um, Too bad. They didn't keep Kyle Slaughter. We can't, we're not going to hear We're not going to get our slaughterhouse hive going uh, for the Vikings this year. Um, but in, in seriousness, in seriousness, the Raiders, the Raiders and their offense and their play calling, their play sequencing, um, their, you know, their ability to create separation to get open uh, was nowhere to be found against 
not a great Kansas City defense. Um, and uh, Derek Carr is not the long-term answer for this team. He's he does not have the goods. He was he played up in that uh, in that Broncos game, and I will be surprised if he, if we see anything close to that level of competency from him for the rest of the season. Period. I, he's not he's not uh, an NFL quarterback in 2019. Not a starter in my opinion. And uh, I think uh, against this defense, he's going to be exposed. This I won't be, I mean, if, if the Vikings at home can do what they did to Matt Ryan and company, they are going to just put a freaking black hole on the, on the black hole. Uh, and uh, we Ooh, are, look what you just did. We're going to see like a 28, six kind of game. Like I, I, like this should be an old fashioned Vikings get it done with defense, get the passing plays they want. Uh, get some big plays in, in the uh, in the passing game, and then put this thing away on the ground. Um, and uh, yeah, I would I would look for an under here. I would look for Vikings to to win pretty convincingly. I love your teaser leg there, um, and I uh, hope you have fun at the game. Let's uh, let's move down the card. Oh, Tom Brady versus future Tom Brady. <laughs> and maybe we should just skip this one so you don't you don't end up betting against the Patriots again. This is another oh, one where that. if you told me I can start the game where my team is up by four scores. Not, you know, technically not if you want to go for two, but at least three scores. You start up by three scores in the NFL. You should be taking that blindly. Not in today's NFL, not with the passing rules and not with the the disparity in talent from the haves and the absolute have-nots. We thought New, New Jersey, we thought the Jets of New Jersey here would be a little frisky this year, and maybe they would be if Darnold wasn't going to make-out parties. <laughs> Luke Falk looked better. Luke Falk looked better than Trevor Simeon. You can correct me on that if you disagree. I thought he looked okay. He's still do. Luke Falk. It's not he's – not, he's not a repli- – I mean, he's not a starter. Obviously, he wasn't even their second – choice. This isn't going to be pretty. This is maybe a bench Le'Veon in your fantasy league because they're not going to get to run the ball much. New England not only has looked great on offense, their defense is really good. Luke Falk trying to pass against Gilmore. Good luck. This sucks. Like This game sucks. This isn't going to be fun to watch. I'm glad it's at noon. So I'll be not watching it. This could be a blowout. This is one of those where it's like what do you do? Bet the bet Patriots not many points. What if they take their foot off the gas pedal? Like this is completely dependent off the if, if the Patriots want to cover this or not. So you don't. I'm not in their heads. I don't know what's going on. Hard pass, unless I please it. Let's go. New England minus thirty. Uh, Dallas minus thirty. Pleaser six to one. Not the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Touching this? It's really not the craziest thing I've ever heard of. I, you know, honestly, the um, I guess what I thought, I thought the I team totals like thirty three. Yeah, I guess here's yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, do you want to know what I'm capping this? I'm capping this like thirty five ten or something. Like this is this is just an absolute train wreck. Thirty three ten. I don't. Know, it's probably thirty five ten. This is a train wreck of a game. Uh, I will note that. I'm keeping an eye on whatever's going on with Tom Brady's calf. That's kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, uh, and, and, you know, and Tom Brady, uh, lost his, uh, t- they, they put a win on, uh, IR. Um, 
I didn't love the way that uh, you know that that he's kind of gelling with his his new center. Um, there are kind of offensive line question marks. You have to wonder how much, you know, how, how many things they can take there. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that this Patriots defense, I still hold in extremely high regard. And uh, they scored two defensive touchdowns last week um, against a young quarterback in Luke Falk, who looked to have, you know, he had a spark, but he also had about, I'm going to say 20% of the playbook under, you know, under his belt. Like it definitely wasn't all the playbook. Uh, and yeah. I would guess that they're running a pretty vanilla offense, and um, and I, you know, I'm I'm clearly staying away from the Jets here because they, the guys who are kind of professionals on that team, the guys who are, you know, who are really bought in on Monday Night Football, Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson, uh, a couple of their pieces on DJ and Jamal Adams, like those guys played up, they played hard, they were really, really, really leaving it out there. And what do they get? A 20-point loss to the Cleveland Browns. They scored three freaking points. Like, when you have, you know, when you go that high motivationally and you get that result, um, it's very tough to get up again and uh, and kind of repeat that effort, especially as 20-blank-point dogs on the road against the Patriots team that looks all-universe. Um, this should be, uh, you know, Patriots pick their number, and you can't bet on those kind of situations because who knows what number they're going to pick. They might want to try to win 24-0, in which case you barely squeak out a cover. Um, but they might win, you know, 24-3. They might win they might win 48 nothing. Like, like, honestly, you can't touch this game from pretty much any aspect. Um, but I, I do laugh and kind of like your pleaser, uh, pleaser look there. Um, you might as well. Yeah. I mean, I was my, saying, we, well. don't, we, don't do a, we don't do a ton of editing. I don't know if you can tell. We don't have a producer. We don't have fancy equipment. But if we did, I would do a fun thing where we just take everything you said and the producer would superimpose the words Cowboys and Dolphins over <laughs> Patriots and Jets in everything you just said. It's the same thing. It's, it's same. the same yeah. thing. Like this doubt. And I'll let, I'll let you, yeah, I'll let you talk about that one. Cause like, yeah. I just looked at them. Like, yeah. how, how are these games right next to each other? I, I mean, uh, yeah. And uh, the only thing I can say even more so is that, uh, that, the Miami offense is broken. It's completely broken. They were toothless against the Pats. Like again, man, that Dolphins team, like they played hard in that first half against the Patriots. They were, you know, that game was competitive. What was it at halftime? 13, nothing. Like that was not a blowout runaway, you know, piece of shit game. And then, uh, you know, the Patriots grind out a drive, get a touchdown. And then Brian Fitzpatrick throws a pick six on the next play and game over right like and game over and oh by the way now Minka Fitzpatrick our first round pick from last year you're gone uh and oh by the way um we have now you know dealt uh Tunsil's gone Stills is gone Fitzpatrick's is gone Fitzpatrick is gone uh Minka Fitzpatrick is gone Ryan Fitzpatrick is still there the good the good the good the good Fitzpatrick is gone the bad one is still there um the fact that they still don't start Josh Rosen is weird I, and 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 keep in mind, I am not a Josh Rosen stand. I have seen him throw the ball enough to know that he does not have it as an NFL quarterback. But I know he's got something more. He's got more life in his game than Ryan Fitzpatrick does at this point. So why they are still refusing to go to him uh, and put and trot Fitzpatrick out there is beyond me. Fitzpatrick didn't get enough reps in the preseason. He doesn't have any chemistry with this offense. And and um, and you know we've seen. 
play from some of the running backs and some of the receivers that is not becoming of NFL players. These guys should not. These guys would not be on practice squads on half the teams, and here they are starting games for the Dolphins. This is an embarrassment to the league. It's an embarrassment to the franchise. Um, oh. I know they are. I know they are. You know they are um, being a little innovative here with stockpiling future capital by giving away their talent. Um, but to do that this early in the season and put their fans through this is, you know, is pretty short-sighted. Um, and um, you know, they, it's, it is, it is. Uh, so if you're a Dolphins fan, just, you know, go and watch your playoff, uh, go watch your Mar- Mar- Miami Marlins clinch a playoff spot and, and enjoy that. Um, oops. Uh, ooh, uh, that, that's probably Why you gotta rub that in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, the Heat got Jimmy Bucket, so that's fun. That's fun, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I think top to bottom, this is a this is just um, a completely lost season for this team. Brian Flores yeah, doesn't look like. About this game. Yeah. Yeah. And and on the flip side, the, I, it's <laughs> it's also bullshit because I would like to see. We we need a freaking test for these Cowboys. I want to see we if Dallas is really good. No, yeah. how good these guys are. And now we're going into yeah. a, and you know next week they go against the damn Saints. So it's it's really um, it's really bullshit. So that we're, that this is not competitive. It's bullshit that it's week three of the NFL season, and you know, and we have two games that are lined over twenty one points. Like this is absolute horseshit. Nice, re- nice league, Roger. This is uh, this is an absolute joke and a disaster. Um, I guess speaking of the Cowboys um, and the fact that Dak Prescott is racking up. Um, he's adding zeros to his, to his guarantees week by week, just, you know, just dunking on these terrible defenses. He's going to do it again this week. I can't wait to see it. Good for him. Um, they are look ahead line in new Orleans next week is Cowboys minus two and a half. Does that surprise you? That's another one that, and we said, don't take the bills early. This is, if you, if you're not worried about limits, maybe grab that. <laughs> I know, right? This could get out of hand. Another one, like no, yeah, obviously, no interest in betting this one for me. I I hate it, like you said, because I can't tell if you know. I'm I'm not going to learn anything about the Dallas offense. Not going to learn anything about the Dallas defense. Miami, yeah, just full tank mode. It's it's rough. It is what it is. So they're fully invested in moving towards the future. And we talked about this in the offseason. I mean, just a final thought on this one. We thought maybe they'd go with Rosen after, like, whatever week. I don't have their schedule in front of me. But the beginning of their schedule was ridiculous. And, I mean, you're seeing that. They're playing top teams every week. These They're going to play, like, three of the top four offenses in the league in consecutive weeks, one, two, three. And they're one of the worst teams ever assembled, at least well, they in the get, last they get you know, a, decade. They get a break next so week so against getting, the Chargers. It's getting overblown. <laughs> yeah. If the Chargers get right, that could be another one. So we did, we did say that. It said, you know, maybe they're going to wait on Rosen till a third of the way through the season when the schedule lightens up. I think that is probably the right way to go. Just let Fitzpatrick deal with this horse shit and move on. So I don't know, bet. I'm on to uh, I'm on to brighter times in Florida. This Maybe tough, man. I don't know. I I did a lot of I, it was tongue in cheek preseason because he only threw like thirty passes, but Danny Dimes, I mean the books came out and said it. 
they showed you that that chart and said, here's our downgrades. If Aaron Rodgers yeah. goes out and they have to start, what is it, Kaiser? They showed you any, all the downgrades from starting. I don't put any weight into that. That was I, silly. I still, that, even, was, even that, was click, that was clickbait. Let me, let me, let me finish. That was clickbait. I, I still, no, I, it, I 100% believe it. I don't know if those numbers were accurate, and I don't think they are, but I relative to the other teams, for sure. There's, I mean, at least a okay. neutral from Agreed with Eli you to this Agreed. guy. Agreed. Agreed. 100% agree. For yes. sure. No, yeah, yeah. For sure. Neutral. For sure. For sure. And it, it might pump the team up. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think there's a lot of people that just like Eli's stupid face and some of the throws he's making. And I mean, they, they traded away the, the best player on the team last year. So maybe, <laughs> is maybe that the not team's good? not super excited about the current is that, roster. Is that, is that no, not that's, good? No, that was, that was a bad idea. Um, this was this was a hard pass. The line really hasn't done a whole lot since it, it opened off the Jones uh, the Jones what do you want to call it promotion to the starter. I am not interested at all in betting this since we have this high level of uncertainty with Danny Dimes finally going against you know a starting offense or starting defense rather. He didn't he didn't play you know he played a lot in the preseason but it wasn't always against the ones you're not mostly always against not. full rotations it might be you know van, yeah vanilla defenses vanilla schemes he wasn't running the full playbook so i don't know what to think of this hopefully what i can take away from this game is how Jameis winston and that offense can look against new york yeah if they can exploit the shitty new york defensive backfield then i'm hopeful for tampa bay for the rest of the season they have two very good receivers they need to be able to scheme away to get they this offense three, moving. Jameis is terrible. Yeah, yeah, with uh, yeah, Howard. Howard's not getting the ball though, so I'm, I'm counting him out because <laughs> they just decided he's not on the team. They're not going to throw him the ball. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, that's true. No, you make a good point. They have three really good options there. It's like Minnesota. Like you just not going to throw the ball to these guys, or what, what's the deal here? So <laughs> I'm. That's what I'm looking for. Will Will Tampa decide to throw the ball? The New York. Giants, their defensive backs have looked awful. They've gotten torched. They got torched by a good offense. They got torched by a bad offense. Will Tampa Bay do that? That's what I'm looking for here. No bet. I'm I'm just going to watch and see what my Danny Dimes can do. Yeah. Are you getting involved here? No, but I do have an angle for backing Giants games. There, this the, I think the Giants, now that we have uh, now that we have Eli out, and Danny Dimes in this Giants team is a really nice second half overlook to me. Um, this defense for the Giants reminds me a lot of last year's Raiders defense. Um, super thin. They get gassed in the first half. They cannot stop teams in the red zone. This is um, this is a great great recipe for backing second half overs. Um, you remember that run we had with the the Raiders last year, obviously. Right, yeah. It was like six weeks in a row, they would just like I bet, yeah, I bet like, that. yeah, like a bunch of like so many weeks in At a row. Like the Vikings was, game, yeah. It was it was it was so many. Um, there were so many opportunities for that. The Giants are that this year's team in that regard. Um, they're going to be throwing it in the second half because they're going to be down a lot. Danny Dimes is going to have some moments where he looks good and competitive. He's going to have some bad turnovers. Um, he's a fumble guy. 
I don't know if you remember that from preseason, but uh, um, you know, if this he's going to take some, he's going to hold the balls too long. He's going to take some sacks. He's going to fumble it a little bit. So um, this is uh, definitely a setup for um, second half overs. Um, and I agree hundred percent with your sentiment about Tampa Bay. We need to see something out of that offense. We need, um, and you know, and, I, and honestly, if we're hoping that Tampa Bay steals the NFC South here, maybe we don't want to see something out of this offense. They got to have this. Just yet. They got to have this. They got to get a win here. Um, but long-term we'd be better off if um, it's clear to Bruce Arians, if he wakes up and realizes he needs to take over play calling because they're not getting it done. Uh, you know, the sooner we get there, um, the better chance I think that Tampa Bay wins the South. Um, and you know, it's, it's worth noting that, uh, we said it in the, in the, in the preamble, um, Tampa Bay's defense has greatly exceeded my expectations. Granted they played, um, you yeah. know, they played a, a quarterback coming off an ACL and a quarterback who had, uh, you know, foot and shoulder injuries, but, um, but scheme wise, they've impressed. Um, and you know, they don't have the most talented defense out there by far, but they're getting it done on, uh, they're getting it done with effort and scheme, which is pretty impressive. And Todd Bowles deserves a little hat tip. Um, and Tampa Bay should cover this game. Um, and you know, I don't have a lean really one way or the other on the total 48 is a little high for a rookie quarterback on the road here. Um, but, uh, but again, you know, if, if we see, kind of a, a, a sleepy kind of sloppy first half I'm going to be unloading on that second half over starts now uh, should we uh, okay. should we move down the card here I'm going to set this hey, one up yeah uh, undecided quarterback yeah there's not a lot to say um, I guess I will I think we set it up two ways if, if I, Cam yeah, starts yeah, and yeah, if he okay. does them okay yeah. We saw this open up. We saw the look ahead was Carolina minus two and a half. They head out to the desert to take on uh, Kyler Murray and the, the Cliff Kingsbury's uh, um, still defining themselves Cardinals. Um, and this, we, it's off the board, right? It's off the board. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we're expecting Cur- it to currently reopen. off the board. Yeah. Currently off the board, but we're expecting it to reopen in the neighborhood of Cardinals small favorite. We'll say Cardinals minus one, something along those lines, um, with Kyle Allen as the quarterback in, in lieu of Cam Newton. Um, and while at the num- when the number was two and a half, minus two and a half for the Carolina Panthers, and Cam Newton was going to be trotted out there in his beleaguered state, I was thinking, no doubt, no brainer, Cardinals all the way. Take that plus money, money line as soon as it's available. And, um, but now, if they make the short-term switch to Kyle Allen, I'm less inclined to do that um, just because we're not, you know, you're going to get a little bit more uncertainty with how they're going to call their offense. And Kyle Allen is not going to be overthrowing, underthrowing, throwing 40% of his passes in uncatchable space. Um, and that would be an upgrade for this Panthers team at this point. Like Cam Newton clearly needs to get right. They rushed him back way too soon from his shoulder. Uh, they are kind of, in my opinion, they are being dis- dishonest with what is going on and saying that it's a foot and that that's the big deal here. It's just a foot. Like, it's pretty clear that his entire physical makeup is not, you know, is not normal, right? Like, he doesn't have the same um, kind of upper body, you know, shape that he had 
for the entirety of his college and, and NFL career to this point. He's way down weight-wise up top, and he's using way more of his torso to throw the ball than his shoulder. So this is not hard to kind of diagnose that he's still dealing with shoulder injuries, and they should um, probably put him on a shelf for 20, uh, 2019, especially given that they've had two home games and that they've lost both of those games. Um so yeah, this is a this is a chance for you know for Ron Rivera to to surprise some people and win some games with a backup quarterback and try to save his job, uh, or it's a chance for a clean start in Carolina after this season. But um, but whatever the case is, uh, this was an easy one to stay away from uh, once we kind of got the sense that this was a potential quarterback switch going to happen. Uh, and I guess the only thoughts I have about the Cardinals besides the fact that they really, really bungled some pretty good opportunities against the Ravens. Um, I think the Ravens were kind of, we, we got a C effort out of them uh, last week, but, and they, they, they could have, should have won even if the Cardinals were making better decisions. But when you're a dog on the road and you're kicking field goals inside the five yard line, like that's really, really poor decision-making and Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I don't know if he's gotten the heat he deserves for that and that he'll learn. Changing from that. The lead. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that's really, uh, really the right way to go. And, um, and I also like this, the 10 personnel thing, all these wide receivers out there, like you don't, your offensive line's not good enough to pull this off. Like you could have, you could have an air raid style and, you know, and, and do a little bit better job of, uh, you know, of giving your quarterback some time to to pick apart the defense. Like Kyler Murray's talented; he's got he's got the skills, you know, and and he needs uh, he needs pieces around him. Um, they're going to be frisky in some spots. They're a good fourth, you know, fourth quarter team. Really good second half team. Uh, I wouldn't shy away from betting the uh, the Cardinals down uh, at this point. We've seen it two weeks in a row. I kind of had a whiff of that. Somebody might have even told me that, like keep an eye on the Cardinals. They're going to be great late because X, Y, and Z. And I was like, yeah, those are good points. I'm going to keep an eye on that. And sure enough, they've been great in the second half, two weeks in a row. So, um, keep, keep that in the back of your head as you're betting second halves. Um, and, um, you know, Cardinals probably get their first win. What do you think? They have a good chance at home, new starting quarterback, which honestly, like we said, it might even be an upgrade. If he can have any degree of accuracy, you joked about 40%, but it was like 32% of passes that came through were uncatchable, which led the league. Obviously, that's a super high number. That's (laughs) not a good way to lead it off. No, it's just so high. That's so bad. Um I don't know. If I'm Carolina, my game plan is to just pound it with McCaffrey. And not just running it, but short passes, outlet passes, maybe some bubble screens. Take it easy. Arizona's passing defense, not as good as last year. Carolina Carolina has a shot to win this. I mean, Arizona's still trying to figure things out. Like you said, they're squirrely in the second half. Maybe if Carolina builds the lead, you – uh you can pile a little money on Arizona second half to just kind of leave it out there. They they are just kind of leaving it out there in the second half, saying let's go get this, and except for the field goal thing. Like maybe if they'd have gone for all three of those, 
They might have won that game. They would have won that game. Just law of odds. You, you think they would have punched one of those in at least? Yeah, the Ravens. The Ravens. It's not too like the, the Ravens left a lot of points on the field too. Like they, what did they need? They, they, they kneeled out the true. clock at the, the two. You know, I mean, they they, they could have scored one. Yeah, felt like they it. did. Yeah. It might have been a little more competitive. Even though it was a close game, yeah, at the end it really wasn't competitive in the long run. Arizona, live to win one, but I my, even even with a backup, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put real life money on this offense right now, especially with like you said, those those uh field goals, decision making. I'm I'm a little out on uh on Cliff at the moment. Based on that, so yuck. <laughs> not 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 a game I'm super excited to watch. Yeah, Cliff Dingleberry. Uh, I'm for excited that, if uh, I have last one. If you have a McCaffrey fantasy, should be a good week because I would be. use the I, his usage should be through the roof. Um, God damn it! Just woo. game after game of new quarterbacks stepping in. Teddy Bridgewater in the next one, maybe. <sighs> A lot Maybe. of cryptic comments. This is <laughs> another reason. Yeah, reason reason I'm staying away from this one. Uh, I lean. I guess I lean Seattle at home. Wilson. I haven't seen a lot of things I love out of Seattle, but they're just that same team that does this to me every year, where they just they make minus EV decisions, and it all just kind of works out. They're that guy. Everybody knows that asshole from high school. It was, it's just a dumb shit, but everything worked out for him. Like Seattle does that every year. Even last year, like they weren't a playoff team. I don't know how they managed to do this year. And it, a lot of it comes down to Russell Wilson. They have some nice pieces. Uh, if it is Teddy Bridwater, that's a that's a big downgrade. I love Teddy. Teddy has started in this league. He's a good quarterback, but he's not Drew Brees. Uh, I would definitely take the. I take Seattle in the points. I'm not. I'm not betting it yet, but I'm looking at this one very closely. I'm going to look at a few more things before I get to it. It's not moving a ton. It's it's down to four and a half actually. Did it open at five and a half? Is there New Orleans money? Uh, I don't know if I can get behind that. Yeah, it did open. That's having Penny to step in and, and go on. Yeah, Penny did, and it was a light five and a half. It was minus it was. one. It was it's just Bridgewater having to step in and go on the road. I mean, we all know how this goes. New Orleans goes up to Seattle, beast quick. Yeah, I'm not. It's, it's a lean. I'm not. I'm not betting this so far. But I mean, do you? I I haven't seen your card. I know you released it. I didn't look at it. I should have looked at it so I know when you're disagreeing with me here. Yeah, I played the. This over. is a lean, not a bet. The over. On a lot of the same reasons you just mentioned, I'm on the over. Um, I do think Seattle's going to have no problem whatsoever scoring. Period. Um, the this is you know there there is enough um there is enough tape on this new orleans defense and how you beat them and it plays directly into what uh you know the plan a b and c for seattle offensively uh seattle's gonna get theirs in this one i don't see any way that uh that they're not gonna convert raise red zone opportunities to touchdowns um this should be uh 28.4 for the seahawks which makes 40 four and a half very gettable especially if um you know i have a huge amount of respect for sean payton as an offensive coordinator and offensive mind in general um he's obviously the head coach but he's a, he is an offensive mastermind and i would expect that um he's got wrinkles that we will catch seattle's you know subpar defense by surprise 
Um, this is a <clears throat> this is a um, Seattle defense that can be picked apart with play action. They can be um, picked apart with short intermediate passing game. Um, and you know, while I I agree one hundred percent that Teddy Bridgewater is not the long term answer for the Saints, um, I don't really know why they signed him. To be honest with you, nothing about his game fits at all with what Sean Payton likes to do. Like. It's kind of like, like you know how they brought in RG three to back up Lamar Jackson, and you're like, great freaking job! Like that was that was smart, right? Like same, like guy can pick up and, and run the same type of offense yeah. that you're trying to run in with 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 no, you know, no no problem, right? I would say the opposite for Bridgewater and Brees. Like they are not the same type of quarterback. They are not, you know, it, it, and you saw it in that Rams game. You can't put Teddy yeah, Bridgewater in there and, and do that. Like it just doesn't work. Now with the whole week to prepare, they're spending the week on the West Coast and, you know, that we saw what it meant for the Niners last week in terms of their kind of coming together and, and spending a week focused preparation. Like I'm expecting a little bit of sharpness out of the Saints here in this game. And I'm expecting the veterans to step up and kind of fill the lead, you know fill the leadership void that uh, will be left by Drew Brees, and you know there's still enough weapons, there's still enough offense in this Saints squad uh, that I think they're going to be competitive in this game. So I took an over 44 and a half, which I think is about four points too low, uh, and uh, should be a fun one to watch. I mean, we're going to learn a lot about the Saints. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Uh, and the Seahawks are kind of this is our this is our three and O frauds if I've ever seen them. I mean, this is, there's, you know, we haven't even gotten to San Francisco. We haven't even gotten to the Rams. Uh, they, we talked about the bills. There could be a lot of three and O frauds after week three and uh, Seahawks are going to be in that mix, even though they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, let's move down the card. And I, yeah, you might have, t- if it's like a 24 and a half Seattle team total might be something I could get into bed with. Oh, see, I like that look for sure. Ooh, uh, boy, oh, for howdy. sure. Oh, for sure. I, I don't mind that at all. I think I just, yeah. think I just added to the card. All right, what's yeah. next? Uh, I'm gonna cap. Uh, I, this one, this one was the the blaring. Like they nailed this line. I thought um, I could not find an angle, even though this is a game that should be fun to cap. It should be fun to watch. Uh, Houston heads out to Los Angeles. Uh, coming off of a very hard-fought win uh, against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Uh, and they take on the Chargers. Phillip Rivers and company are basically the um, AFC version of the Eagles, the way I see them. They have tons of injuries against across lots of important pieces. And, um, you know, this is... This is a game where, at full strength, the Chargers would be a beautiful play on um, but in their beleaguered state they are a stay away um this game opened at chargers minus three i think at the early 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 shops it was chargers minus two and a half and they they just took some people grabbed some numbers there and said we'll figure it out later um got bet up to three and it's it's been beaten back and forth at three throughout the rest of the week it's not getting a ton of action it's not getting a ton of attention here um, total at 48 looks sharp as well. Um, you know, I, we we're, we're well documented on this podcast, not believing in the Texans defense, not believing in Bill O'Brien as a coach. Um, and you know, were they to have a little bit more 
you know, where I had to have a little more confidence in their coaching staff and in their defense, then I'd probably be looking for an upset spot here uh, in the same way we were looking for a feisty road performance out of the Lions against the Eagles. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't have it with this with these guys, and this line is a little too short. Three points is a little too short. They need to get a win to cover that. You know, pretty. You know, you know that this isn't going to land in the one-two range. I don't believe. Uh, and um, you know, I make them about a 40 ish percent chance to win this game. So this was an easy one to stay away. Um, do you have any feel? Uh, are you, you going to learn anything on this one, or is it just too tough to call? Have you broken down this game at all? Have Boy, you this game? brother, you brother, you said a mouthful. No, I, I did look into it and just everything you just said. Like it's obviously you're you're not seeing the movement really. It's not getting a ton of bets. It's it's kind of a sharp line. Sharp line, sharp to, total. It depends who you def, who you. Yeah, it's who you believe in it. If you think Philip Rivers and them are going to get right, this isn't. This isn't a defense that can probably slow them down if they if they clean up some of the mistakes from last week. Like they can score a shitload of points in this defense. I've I've not been impressed with it. It looks a little a little worse without uh well, obviously you lose Jadavian Clowney. You're not gonna be as good. He's a he's an impact player. JJ Watt's been kind of non impact at all for two weeks. Houston's looked a little shitty against some Maybe lower competition. I mean, Minshew got his first start and and, and did that. I mean, they, they probably should have won that game. Yeah. Houston's offense looked pretty bad. And granted, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Jacksonville's defense a lot of credit there. They're a good squad. They really picked it up in week two. But yeah, I'm not big on Houston. Definitely lean Chargers, lean the favorite. I'm just chalky this week, I guess. But I'm I'm more of I'm gonna be on the sidelines, just cheering for Philip and Philip and the boys in their twenty one thousand seat soccer stadium. That's the only the only rub here is, you know, it yeah. is a sharp line, and then you look at it, and it's like, man, there's no home field, which I don't know if anybody caught that whale canceled home field advantage altogether anyway last week. So that's not a thing. Home field so advantage this, canceled. This, if that's true, if that's true, then the Chargers have a negative two home field advantage. So they should actually be worse playing at home. But um, yeah, lean. If if it were to tick to two and a half, if some Houston money showed. I might, I might get in the, I might be in the Charger business. I don't know. Not making the card right now. The total feels just about right too. So, yep, stay away. Um, yep, yeah, yep, not, yep. not doing a whole lot with the with the late with the late games here. Mm. Um, the last late game is something that has seen some action. Yeah, has seen a little bit of eh, not a whole lot more, but I, I got to play. I, I mean, it's seen some action from some people I talk to. Yeah, you do. Mason Rudolph heading out to the coast. The Niners coming off a big walloping of our Cincinnati Bungles. Pittsburgh, I mean, it is what it is. You lose a quarterback in the middle of the game, that's tough. It's You throw a guy out there who maybe doesn't have a full grasp. He hasn't practiced with the ones a lot. He's going to get a whole week with the ones. He didn't look terrible. Like, he didn't look great, but is Mason Rudolph? What's a bigger downgrade, Breeze to Bridgewater or Ben to Rudolph? See, I would say Breeze to Bridgewater. In your but mind. The, but it, I would say Breeze to Bridgewater personally. But uh, it just beca- and mo- and almost entirely because of the system. 
And then on the exact yeah, opposite they're completely end, different quarterbacks, right? On the exact opposite end, what we saw when they pulled when you know when when uh, you know when they when they threw Rudolph in there, the offensive coordinator called it an entirely different offense for the Steelers, and it was it was a plus EV offense. Like the switch was flipped. Like I don't know. I, I guess mm-hmm. there's something about what it has been like to run an offense out of shotgun that makes. You know that makes play action pretty much useless, and you know the minute they had you know Rudolph in there, they were like, "Oh, okay, well, let's you know surprise Seattle with some play action," and that was super effective. Um, I think there was a lot to build on in that game against Seattle when they threw Rudolph in there, and I think um, you know I think that this is kind of going back exactly to the um, the same same exact playbook last week playing on the Jaguars. Right, like the look ahead here was Pittsburgh minus one and a half. We have a quarterback switch, and they open it up San Francisco minus seven and a half. Like that shouldn't be a nine point swing, right? That should should there's no fucking chance that it's a nine point difference. And those nine points, especially across three and across seven, get the fuck out of here. Like this is a what did you get for a number? What do you want? I sold I sold down to Pittsburgh six at even money. Um, and I got in, so I, I didn't get in late. Like I missed the opener. Um, and, uh, it got bet down pretty quick. Uh, I think it, I think it was floating around at like a super juicy seven when I sold down to six at even money. Um, and, and the, honestly, like this is a sell spot for me because mm-hmm. I think this is either a competitive game where Pittsburgh stays, you know, inside the number for most of the game, or he doesn't have it and they get beat to beat beat the smithereens and it's on the back of you know uh, shanahan calling a brilliant offense against a, a defense that might stink um and so you know this is this i don't think this lands around seven right, right? like this is either inside the number or, or well outside so um and you know i guess i, I want to bring up two two quick points to piggyback on what you said number one potentially ben roethlisberger was not great in the locker room leading this team and this could be a breath of fresh air for everyone uh number two uh, they trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, send a motivational signal to the team that we're not quitting on the season. That's good. I like that. Uh, oh, number yeah. number three, uh, Niners, two wins in a row uh, on the road, uh, coming home, re- reading their press clippings, uh, getting a little high on how great they are so far this season, uh, when in reality, I think they're still about a 500 or a little bit better of a team. Uh, and number four, uh, home field advantage is canceled. Uh, and guess where it's especially canceled? It's San canceled. Francisco. It's canceled in San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco has a especially poor early in the game home field advantage because when you start games at one o'clock West Coast time, that three quarters of that stadium is in direct sunlight and it's impossible to sit in those seats and, and watch the game. There will be uh, more people in the sh- on the shady side and in the concourse drinking beers waiting for the temperature to drop uh, then there will be out there making, you know, hooting and hollering and making, uh, you know, making a, an advantage uh, that would uh, prevent Mason Rudolph from communicating with his offensive line and, and getting his protections worked out. So I think this is a nice kind of, as far as a road game goes, this is a, not a hostile environment the way I see this game. And I think uh, the the Steelers might have a little bit of friskiness in them with, uh, you know, with the way that this week has gone. Um, I will put a cap on this by saying uh in this young season i bet on the steelers twice 
Even though uh, in the preseason, I was like, yeah, I'm not really buying into the Steelers. The, the Ravens are going to win this division. I still backed the Steelers twice because I thought the, the Lions had value. Also in the season, I have faded the Niners twice. And so this should have been blinking, flashing red lights. Stay the fuck away from this game. <laughs> do, do not do it again. Do not bet on the Steelers a third time and fade the Niners a third time in the same game. But I did it anyway. Um, and if this doesn't come through, then uh, I'm probably done with both of these teams for a little while until I can kind of more properly calibrate my priors and my uh, my understanding. Re- reset your priors. Re- reset my priors on these teams uh, before I bet them again for a while. So, I, think I mean, Niners... you, if you think you're, yeah. if you think you're off, I think you're not. I think you're not going far enough. Pittsburgh money line plus 240 <laughs> it's like you said it's it's not gonna be a oh it's a it's it's them backdooring their way i think it's either mason rudolph and the offense is a little more open like we saw some of that play calling and they get this done or they just get the shit beat out of them and it just doesn't work out and shanahan is the genius we thought he was. The offense is finally clicking. Garoppolo's finally healthy and back. Uh, the, the offense looks solid. So I, I'm not going to do that. I, I mean, maybe a little tickle on that, but I mean, you can get a 7 minus 15 right now. There's some 7s out there. I'm not afraid to sell that down either. I haven't I haven't bet this one yet. I've been watching the number. If it gets, if we see more Niners money, I can get a sexy 7 at a decent price. I might grab that. I agree with everything you're saying. And I, again, I faded San Francisco last week. I paid for it. I haven't yeah. been at Pittsburgh yet, though, Jesus. <laughs> I'm 0-4. I'm 0-4 against these two teams. This will make it 0-5, and I will be done with them for a while. But you know what? I'm not going to be able to fade the Niners next week because they have one of these weird early buys. Um, do you have any thoughts on, like, yep. when you're heading into an early buy? Like, does that affect your team at all? Do you have any? Should I be accounting for that situationally at all? I, I, I didn't. Uh, I'm just curious. Over, over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Sounds good. Um, I mean, if somebody has an opinion on that, hit us up. It's an interesting question that you did not prepare me for at all. <laughs> well, I hadn't really thought of it. I have never. I like, I just, I've, no, I mean, I've, I've never thought about it. Like, does that? Are you saying does it affect the mindset of the team this week yeah. when they have a bye coming up so early in the season? I don't know if that that's super hard to quantify. If anyone has thoughts on that, hit us up. That'd be interesting if someone has thought about that or looked into that. But yeah, for I now, I remember. I remember teams going that's all into I have to say about that game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember. I remember there were examples we could come up with anecdotally where a team was white hot early in the season heads into an early buy and comes out with cold water thrown on them. Um, I could think of at least four teams where that's happened in the last four years. Um, hopefully that's not the Niners this year, because if they go into the buy three, and oh, I don't know if I have the stomach to back the Browns week five. <laughs> with the Niners coming off the buy. <laughs> I can't bet against the Niners four games in a row. Um, all right. Well, I have a little Niners. I have Let's a close Niners it down. Future, future to win the West. So if they if they if they exceed expectations and go on a little bit of run, I'll make some money back that way. I guess. Um, <clears throat> all right. Last game on the card on Sunday, the most bet game of the week. Would that that surprise the shit out of me that everyone ran early to the window to get action down on the Sunday night football game? Cleveland Browns hosting the LA Rams. Two teams that 
have looked uneven, to put it kindly, on offense. Um, the Rams last week obviously came away with a win. It looks like they scored a lot of points. So you think, oh, it's all well and good. I got bad news for you if you're a Rams backer or a Rams fan. Um, they still have a lot to figure out offensively. Uh, and mm-hmm. Jared Goff does not look particularly comfortable. He is still not doing a good job of kind of uh, rationalizing, decision-making, reading defenses, and, and um, you know, and, and running the offense. He is very, very much being, you know, hand-holding uh, with Sean McVay to this point. And um, on the other side of the ball, um, Freddie Kitchens doesn't have this figured out yet. He's not running the right scheme for this team. Uh, he is, with the, with the loss of uh, their third wide receiver, Higgins, they really just have not looked crisp at all. Uh, out of the 11 formation, and yet he's running that at a disproportionately high rate. Uh, the Browns, if they are going up against Sam Darnold on Monday night instead of a uh, combination of Trevor Simeon and Luke Falk, I don't know if they are winning as comfortably as what we saw. In fact, I don't know if they're winning at all. If it's full-strength Jets and you had uh, Quinnen Williams and uh, C.J. Mosley out there and Sam Darnold slinging it, um, that's a coin flip game as far as I can tell you. And yet, uh, you know, people seem to think, oh, well, they got to win all as well. Baker Mayfield doesn't look great in this offense yet. They have a lot of learning, a lot of growing to do. Um, And uh, this sets up well for an under. Uh, And the market wholeheartedly agrees with the under move. This is going to be, this might close in the 47 range after opening at like 51 or 52. Um, I got on board when it was 50 and a half, I sold down to 49 and a half because I don't think 50 is an especially meaningful number in a total. Um, so I'm sitting on under 49 and a half at plus 105. Sorry, plus 100. Um, how do you handicap this game? Do you think the Rams are the right side? Uh, and does this stay under the total? Or is this a second week in a row example of being on the right side of a market move on a total on Sunday night football and not, not uh, realizing a win out of that. <laughs> it can't possibly be. No, like, <laughs> yeah. Could Mayfield. Be. We talked about this. We, and we talked about this in the halftime scope. His footwork was terrible. I'm not sure what was going on. He's looked way better. I've seen him play so much better than that. I don't know if just, you know, we talked about this one of the other games. Like, did they play down a little? Just knowing, like, oh, man, we're playing Simeon. It's the Jets. We're not worrying about this. I, it was ugly. Like, they they won by, you know, it was three scores. And they didn't look good. They didn't look good in most of the game. It was a couple. You take out the big bomb and a couple other little plays. And, like, that offense really struggled at times. And he, I mean, you got to give the Jets a little credit there, but. Mayfield looked uh, inaccurate. He looked like he was making some shitty decisions at times. It helps having a really, really all-world receiver like that, and that's going to pay dividends, but uh, the Rams' defense isn't bad. Uh, The offensive line, I think, is going to have their hands full with the Rams' front four. I think it's going to be the case on both sides. I forgot that this was the last game on the card. This was the prop bet I was alluding to. I was thinking you're just taking the team, the sacks over on both sides. I think it both caches. I think both of these offensive lines, the Rams are going to give up pressure up the middle. Cleveland's going to give pressure up all over the place. I think what we number, like 10 what sacks number in this would, game. What, yeah, I, was, and okay, I, I think it does. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think over, if, you, if you give me like a nine, three and a half over nine and a half over on either side, half, I'll, I'll bet those. You're still betting over. See, and I don't know what the markets are. Is it for the like? I don't bet props enough. I and it's not open as far as I can see. Is it? Is it like a total sacks in the game, or is it Rams total sacks, Cleveland total sacks, or do they have both? I'm gonna I have think, to look. I'll, I'll yeah. tweet out anything I play on that, but I'm yeah. I'm gonna play a bunch of that. I think there's I think there's ten sacks in this game. Because it's a primetime game, you'll get a crack at all three. I yeah, I bet you're at you. That's an excellent point. Because it's a standalone game, the props market will be robust, and I yes. will be getting into it. I'm. <laughs> pissed we talked about the under i got busy i didn't bet it i said i'll probably just bet it in the morning and then it's late 49 in the morning i still might bet it i still think it stays under 49 but those sacks props i'm excited about that and i think the rams if you got a nice two and a half or even like an even money three that's probably the right side the offense i think they get going yeah, I'm not super impressed with a lot of what Cleveland's done so far. It's a rookie head coach. They still have a learning curve. They have a lot of talent. They might get right, but they have a tough stretch coming up. I'd lead Rams under. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm and I'm probably not backing the Browns until I don't know November, but definitely after Halloween. <laughs> they have they just have so much. They have so much growing to do. <laughs> they have so much better to do here uh okay i forgot right. we had buys next week already this is our last full full card until there's like only two. 12 13 then there, and and yeah no there's only but it's one game shorter yeah but thankfully one of the buys is a jets game so <laughs> we're not gonna have to talk about the jets next that's week. true that's true <laughs> i know because I, I was looking at the look aheads and i was like how come there's only one double digit spread next week and it's chargers uh dolphins i'm like where's the other shit team that should be laying should be getting double digit points oh they're gonna be on by so um all right man hopefully Darnold comes back after the bye week five we really need more man, competitive you know what before before we got on today you're like oh man I don't like this card much this is a bad card you made like 10 bets oh, I made seven I'm on I'm on seven plus but I'm looking out for some halftime second right. half plays. so yeah I mean I, I'm I've got got another three in the chamber on some second half looks if, if they manifest uh, and for sure we're gonna bet some second half uh, plays in the, in the prime court. time game so yeah I'm probably gonna make yeah I'll probably make 16 oh, bets yes. this week. <laughs> but I only got seven for now um and you know they i feel pretty good about them if i go seven and zero, i think i dig myself out of the hole i've gotten dug to this point in the season on my uh pre-game action so we'll see you'll be fine don't love this don't don't love my card don't i don't love it this is not uh i'm not feeling super confident but uh at the same time, i love it oh good okay okay good 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 all right well um great work great pod Let's wrap this up. Let's put a bow on it. Let's post it. Let's get the people some. Hey, good job. Good job listening to the whole thing. Good job for you. <laughs> you made it. You did the the whole shebang. I wish you much luck. I hope you don't win all your plays, though. I don't want you. If you win all your plays, then you're going to make stupid bets next week. So That's great I hope point. you, the listener, win like 60% of your bets. I hope you have a profit. <laughs> yeah, maybe even a little bit. 65. I, I hope you have a very profitable week. I hope you have a good uh, a good football viewing experience. And, you know, thanks for being there for us. Yes, thank you. Great point. Great Get a point. Emotional. Best of luck. We'll talk to you on uh, Thursday night football halftime. Then we can laugh about how uh, sounds good. How silly that game is. <laughs>